Yes, people, it's episode 225 of Darren Griffiths Brain Dump. And it's me, Darren Griffiths. Obviously, how are you doing? It's Sunday, the 23rd of May. And I am um, I'm assembling a chair. Um, the third of four chairs I'm assembling for the new dining table that I've got. Um, so, yar. Just doing that today. Um, before I head over to my mother's, the the wife is out socialising. Um, how dare she? She's eight weeks from due date. She should be locked in the tower, never to leave the house. But no, that that isn't the case. That's um, she's out for a. I think what, what are they calling it? A bridal shower? Because it's not a Hindu. It's a bridal shower. Um, it's it's one of those events that women have made up just to celebrate and spend more money. You know how they do. Oh my god, that's so misogynistic and sexist. But it's facts. It's bloody facts. So factual. To have a, a bridal shower, then a Hindu. Um, then probably have like a pre-wedding dinner, and then um, yeah, just more celebrations. Guys, it's like stag. And then don't return to a wedding. Do you know how many times I've actually turned up to stag dudes and not even bothered going to the wedding? And the guy has not given a shit. They, that's what was most important to the guy, mate. As long as you can make it to my stag. That's that's all I need. Just as long as you make it to my stag. Oh, I'm so happy you can come, mate. So emotional. I'm so happy you can see this special day of my life. This stag weekend in Bucharest. <laughs> that's what it's about. You don't have to come to my wedding, mate. Just come to my stag. That shows that shows how much our friendship means. Um, so you might see a bit of tearing and ripping because I'm opening packages, um, assembling these chairs. But yeah, that that's what ladies do. Every element of their life, every celebration, they manage to times it by about three or four. Like having a baby. It's like all right, having a baby is the celebration. No, no, you have a baby shower. All the girls come round, and then you have. A baby moon. Right? Now, if you know the original meaning of baby moon, baby moon is the time you have after your baby's born where you're getting to spend time with your baby. That's a baby moon. Like a honeymoon. It's time to spend with your honey. The person you've uh, you've just married. So a baby moon is the time you spend with your baby. And then fast forward to 2021. A baby moon is a holiday that you must go on. We must go. I'm owed a baby moon. I deserve it. I deserve it. I, I, I can't believe I'm not going to have a baby moon. And then you have a baby moon. Because um, it's a must. The baby cannot be born without going to a foreign country. So Darren, you ask, are you, are you having a baby moon? Um, like this. I thought it's a stupid idea to have one. And my wife really wanted one. Therefore, we're going on one. Because <laughs> that is how compromise works when you're married. Everyone knows this. So we are going to baby. The, the bridal shower she's going to today um, is, the, is, the babe, is the wedding we're going to. In Portugal, I don't know how... Um, they lucked in like that. They booked Portugal from time. And um, that it was always going to be Portugal. Then obviously 
we had the second wave. We didn't know whether like we knew about Portugal from uh, from just after hours. The twenty 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 yeah. Early 2020, like I think it's like March, you knew, all right, wedding's gonna happen. And then pandemic happened, it was like, okay, well, it will be fixed by 2021. And then you saw travel bans, and whatever reason, they had picked Portugal from the beginning. And then what do you have like a few weeks ago? Portugal, green list. Jesus, like how, how lucky is that? And um, we already had stuff booked to go there. And then I was like, let's cancel all that. I didn't book a flight, just had a hotel reserved. And then, um, then I cancelled that because we had resolved with doing the baby move in the UK. And then, um, and then I guess she just, it's different, it's different pressure. It's her friends. I guess she's in the WhatsApp groups and she's seen everyone talking about it and getting hyped. And then she's like, do you know what? Now, I can't lie. I'm going to be pissed off if, if, if all of them get to go, Portugal, and we don't go. And I was just like, ugh. Do I really want a pissed off pregnant woman in my house? No. So we are going. We are going. And, um, yeah. So we've got to spend money on bloody tests, which is ridiculous. She's spending like almost 200 odd pounds on tests. It's just under 200 pounds on bloody COVID tests. And, um, yeah. And if we fail one of them, then it's it's shagged. Actually, only one only one of them we can possibly fail, and it's it's okay because you got to take one before you go. Um, then you got to take one before you come back, and then day two. So obviously we've got the ones before we're gonna go booked in. I need to book the day two ones because you can't fly back unless you can evidence you've got a day two one already booked. So that okay. So I've definitely got to sort that out. Um, don't fancy being stranded at an airport or having to pay emergency fees because I haven't planned it. Um, so yeah, so I've got that to look forward to as well. And so if we fail the first one, can't go. If we fail the second one, we can't come back. But if we fail the third one, I just have to stay indoors, which will piss me off because I won't be able to gig, which I've returned to doing. Um, but you know, it as the uh, as as the, in the grand scheme of things, that is the that's the best of those bad free scenarios. Obviously, you want to pass all free and just get along with life and just laugh, have a laugh. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We see. We're talking about gigging. I was gigging yesterday up in Dalston. Um, sorry to the ESN boys, but sorry, Hackney, the London borough of Hackney. I know that's your manner. I know that's your ends, but. It can go fuck itself. Seriously, the amount of um, traffic, road restrictions and bollocks like that, I had to reroute twice. Twice! Because I drove down the roads and they said, oh, no, no cars allowed down here. It's a road. Why is there no cars allowed down the road? Like, why? And they tried to trick me with different signs. One of the signs was the blue one, which just had just like a... Um, had a, like a bus and a bicycle. And the other one was the red one in a, a red circle with a white background. And it had the car and the motorbike. Luckily, I know my um, highway code. So I knew what both signs meant. 
But it wasn't even that sign that really put me off. It was the it was the picture of the camera underneath it. I was like, okay, so I can't even just drive through this rago. They they've got a camera. They're waiting for me to drive through this. No. So yeah, I wasn't late because luckily I was running early to the event. I was to the gig I was going to. But the fact remains that if you don't know where you're going, if you don't have a sat now, I I don't know how you get to go where you're going because. There's no like forewarning either. You're just driving along, and then if you're in autopilot, you're driving through these things. To be fair, they do narrow the road, so it makes you actually look and think, oh, okay, what what am I looking at here? You realise how instinctive you do actually read signs when you're driving. When you come across something novel like that, I was like, oh Jesus Christ, man! It's like so annoying. I had to just reverse and turn the car around, try to drive round the nonsense, and then go again. So, oh. Ugh, but I got there in the end. Now, but I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on stage, um, trying out new material and stuff. Talking about my life, you know, doing some jokes about IVF and doing um. Then you know, play. I I record my stuff like audio, so I need to listen back to it fully. But I played the IVF stuff to to management by management. I mean Naomi and she. <laughs> She liked it. She really liked it. So that's good. Because I guess it is our story. I'm just the mouthpiece. I mean, she spoke about it online. Um, that's her. That's her outlet. You know, Instagram. That's that's her outlet to, to share and talk to the, you know, the IVF community. Whereas um, I, I just wanted to wait till I was on stage. Right, let me just pause this quickly because let me, let me do something. Wait. Back in. Inside. There you go. Um, that's going to be much easier, much better. You have much more consistent sound now, I believe. Um, so <laughs> I basically just put on the lapel mic rather than trying to... I realise my head is turning away from the microphone, so that's going to be absolute nonsense to listen to. So I'm back. Back again. All right. So as I was saying... Uh, yeah, but outlets. So... Well, yes, it's important just to talk about my journey with that. But the jokes went well yesterday. I mean, there's so much more to talk about. It's just each time I have time on stage, I talk for longer and longer about it. And a lot of people came up to me after and stuff. So whether it was them personally or... Um, I guess IVF touches a lot of points, right? You know, IVF touches fertility, so it's health. It touches parenthood. So... It becomes relatable to a lot of people. Um, relationships. It, so it, it, you can just, it, yeah. It was. It was. I, you know, I thought other people need to go through IVF to maybe really get it, but it's, um, yeah, it's relatable though. So that's good. I enjoyed that. There's some other stuff as well. So I'm looking forward to this year, man. Comedy. Of, as long as we can just get that momentum going, man. As long as we get that momentum going, we don't get locked down again. I mean, I don't know. I got a text message for the vaccine from the NHS. Um, so I've got that decision to make when I come back from Portugal. Because there's no point in me arranging this vaccine than bloody going and get COVID. Um, so we'll see. But I don't know, man. It's so easy to talk about the vaccine when you don't have to take it. You know when it's just a theoretical thing? And you're posting about it on Facebook all day. 
it's great. But when someone actually goes, yeah, it's your turn, Mr. Griffiths, you're like, oh, right. This isn't just a theoretical thing. Uh, this is actually a decision I have to make. And it's tough. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Ah, um, oh, man. It's tough, man, because here it is. I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist about the vaccine at all. It's, I've, I think most people now are kind of... As time's gone on and more information's come about, I think everyone from the extreme positions are falling into the middle kind of thing of... Oh, yeah, they're falling into the middle of, you know... Everyone feels a bit damned if you do, damned if you don't. So which one are you going to do? Are you going to do it or you're not? Um, you know, the pros, I mean, the pros for it is we don't know how bad things like long COVID can be. It's not just about getting COVID. I'm, as arrogant as this may sound and the touch wood, it doesn't happen. I don't really fear getting COVID itself. You know, just uh, regular schmegler COVID. Not too fussed about getting that. Um, if I get it, I get it. Um, but I'm pretty confident I'll be all right. Yeah, you know, it's maybe a ridiculous thing to say, but that those those are the facts. Them them's be the facts. Oh no! Wait! Oh, are you bloody kidding me? How's this happened? They've given me. You've got to be kidding. Don't give me all the bits. Has this pack not got the full set of, of screws? Oh, who's done that? What fucking moron's done that? Oh! Fuming. That's not going to work, is it? It's not going to be secure. Sorry, guys, this is not great podding. Um, <laughs> basically, I'm going to have four of these like really long screws and they've given me three of them. I mean, it'll work. The chair will be fine. But it's just not ideal. Anyway, what can I even do? So I'm going to call them. They're going to send me one screw? Or what? what the, oh, no. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Um, yeah, so with the... With that, yeah, I'm not scared of getting just COVID, really. It's, it's long COVID. That's the one. People just, like, messed up for a year and that. Just, uh, don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. But if it's just normal COVID, where it's kind of like, the, I'm treating that like the flu. So I've never got the flu before. I wouldn't, t- no one would suggest I should take the flu vaccine in my current state. Um... Because, you know, you, you're, you're okay, but then it's just a long-term thing, or like long COVID. That's the one, man. That's the one you just don't want to get. So you got that in that hand, then, you, then you've got the long-term effects of the vaccine. Like, no one knows. It's, it's experimental. It's, I mean, I know it's been accelerated, and I get that, and I fully understand that, that you know, usually with vaccines, you don't have this kind of commercial and global um, drive and coordination to get it done which is another topic in itself that you know when when the world wants to get something done it can they can easily just come together and, and get it sorted but um but no oh i get that 
just don't know the long-term side effects. So it's just that weighing up thing. The long-term potential side effects of of getting the vaccine versus the long-term effects of getting long COVID. Um, I asked all my friends, they were like, yep, getting it, getting it, getting it, getting it. And I was just like, wait, there's a common theme with all you guys. You're all white. <laughs> it's like, I don't say that... Uh, that the the vaccine's going to affect white people differently to black people. It's just uh, that level skepticism, socialized level of skepticism of anything that's from the authority figures. Um, all the black people know is just like nah, nah, nah. They're going to a gig yesterday, and a few guys are like, no, I've, well, I've had mine. I've had one of my jabs. I was like, oh, another guy. He's like a frontline worker, so he's got his. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm like 60-40 leaning towards getting it. I just think, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think it's going to um, kill me. But they, they hear these stories about people having bad side effects from the vaccine. But then, it's again, it's the same thing of I don't usually have bad side effects from vaccines or any kind of cold or illness so really in theory i should just get the vaccine and i'll be fine and it's this thing if it doesn't work then there's no harm done really whereas if i was a guesser and i haven't had the vaccine i'd feel like a right mug you know what i mean like i'd rather become yeah well i'll take a step back i'd rather come ill trying to be better trying to get better than get ill because i did nothing you know what i mean that yeah see now now i've rationalized it i'll, I'll probably end up getting it there you go. Cheers for uh, working that out with me, guys. <laughs> now I just need to tell my wife. Um, but what else has been going on this week? What else has been going on this week? Um, as as suspected, I've completely disengaged with Israel-Palestine, which is the luxury and the privilege I have for not living there. You see, the conflict has stopped in my head because I've simply stopped engaging with posts online how mad's that i mean i don't live in gaza strip i mean i know there's a ceasefire but um that's the privilege i have i can just go yeah no this is boring to me now don't want to talk about it and just move on um but it's still going on it's still going on but um what else is going on in the news in the world i, I haven't really followed anything is anything interesting going on you tell me uh, football. Um, I came out as a Man City fan. I mean, that was big, big news, big moment in my life. Really, coming out as a Man City fan. I've always, I've always supported Manchester City. Um, I thought it was just the right time. I think it was the right time, guys, just to come clean, stop hiding in the shadows. Um, I was embarrassed to support Man City as a kid, growing up in Essex. You know, it was only reasonable. To support teams like Tottenham, Arsenal, or, or West Ham, and I was just like, you, know, you can get away with Man United and Liverpool. So you know, imagine not supporting like a London club, and then telling people, no, I don't support London club, but I support Man City. People, are like, what, what? I've got bullied, so I, I just didn't have the confidence as a kid to just stand up tall and proud and say, listen, I support Manchester City, Blue Moon, um, and I didn't. But now I'm older. 
I'm more confident in myself and I just come clean and support Manchester City and what a season we've had so far. Um, you know, we won the League Cup, um, won the League, got Champions League final next week against uh, Chelsea, um, which I'll be in the same city, if, you know, if tests are willing, um, I'll be in the same city as my teams. That'd be great, even though I won't be at the stadium because I'll be at the wedding. But, you know, knowing my city, knowing my team can uh, can win the Champions League for our first time and I'll be in the same city. Oh, it's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. Let's hope we can do it, man. We can't. I mean, it's going to be tough. Chelsea, Chelsea have a knack of just winning these games. Um, you know, they've been there before and they've got that advantage. But we'll see. We'll see. I think my boys will do it. I think my boys will do it. I want somehow Aguero to be involved in the magic. Like just, just to finish the fairy tale off. Ah, oh, yeah, of course this bolt's not going to fit. Jesus Christ. How, what do I... What do you even say to them? Like, oh, dear. I need to... I wonder if I've got this bolt anywhere. That's a pain in the ass. Real pain in the anus. Right, so if there's only three of the four going in, I guess I'd pick the three, the two at the back. I mean, the weight's got to be everywhere, so I'm picking the three at the back. Two at the back and one of the front ones. That's what I'm risking. Right, um, is there anything else that's been aguaning in the world? Uh... I think any natural disasters going on? Any big news? Blue therapy, been watching more of that. Some people saying it's fake. That apparently, well, I'll say apparently. Yeah, apparently is the right word. Not even allegedly. Apparently, because I've, I've seen the website myself. The therapist is not even a real therapist. She's an actress. Um. So now people question whether any of it's real. Are they even real couples? Look, here's my thing. Are you entertained? Are you not entertained? And if you're entertained, then shut up, innit? Just enjoy. Just enjoy the thing. Um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to just shut up and enjoy it. And I have been enjoying it. It's been very fun. It's um, it's just funny, just like the issues. Like, I don't know if this is meant to be like an ex- example of what young black love's like in London. And stuff like... It's funny because it's really interesting that this generation is growing up on social media. Um, yet, because I'm I'm from a generation that's in between where I've grown up with social media, but also I had a childhood without it as well. I can't imagine like the pressure it must be like to be in. Like I, I joined Facebook when I was 18. I was at uni when Facebook was just for uni students. That's when I joined Facebook. So it hasn't really been is in my life in my formative years. Whereas these have grown up with social media. They're a bit younger than me. So they've grown up with it at school. Stuff and yeah. And even growing up with it, it's, you think made them more savvy to it. But then I guess it's because it's more immersed in their life. They can't avoid it. And it, it just came up in both relationships. Social media. But at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same issues that you have with these relationships. Trust. Um... Changing of ambitions and direction of the relationship, like that. 
that just happens regardless of age, right? And these things can just all be avoided with some good, honest conversation before you get deep into the relationship. I don't know why people end up in these situations. Like some of the issues I get, but some issues when I hear people talk about it, I'm just like, how did you not know this about your partner before you got with them? And it's not too late. It's not like you married them, so you can still end it. Just understand it's a sunk cost. Don't be chasing it. Don't try to, you know, try to rescue it. Just call it quits and be gone. Be done. Um, oh, I'm really pissed off about this nut not being here. It's going to annoy me that the chair's not fully, fully made. It's not going to break, though. That's the thing. Three out of four. It's like an um, aeroplane. You can fly on one engine. Like This chair would work if only one of these screws were in, but it's going to annoy me that I know one of them's not in. Uh, all right. All right, that's it. That's how I'm done. Right, okay. Let's flip that over. And, uh, yeah, okay, that's it. That's it for that part of the pod. Let's get on to some Dear Deirdre, because I can't think of... Anything else to say? Just waffling, 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 waffling. Right, let's go. Um, I tell you what's funny this happened this week. Um, I have to share this in a way that doesn't reveal too much about my life. Um, but in, uh, I'm in a WhatsApp group, uh, a, a family one. And can you imagine what it'd be like if you was in a family WhatsApp group and one of your relatives? posted uh an adult video into the group oh i'm talking about the family whatsapp that's got not not mum and dads i'm talking about aunties uncles cousins the big family whatsapp you know the ones that the viral messages about you know if you don't forward this four times then you or like WhatsApp will change their privacy and they're going to take your bank details you know all those ones and then someone's got no auntie that's not real. It's not a real message, auntie. Don't don't share that. Come on, mom. Read these things. We share them. It's that group. Um, you know, a few little few little cultural videos that make you laugh. All that stuff. Where birthdays and barbecues all get announced in that group. And then someone puts an adult video in that group. Hey, hey, the hey, hominism and the honey, hominess. Goodness, <laughs> it was a mazza. I woke up at 7am to a sub WhatsApp group where it's just the cousins. <laughs> and they're just like, oi, did you see what so-and-so posted in this group? And we was like, what? No, no, someone text them. Someone text them and tell them. And, um, we were just crying. And I was explaining to Obi. She's like, oh, what's going to happen? I'm so embarrassed for them. What's going to happen to them? It's like, are oh, your auntie's going to stop talking to them? And I was like, do you know what? I, I think I think you're about to laugh it off. <laughs> and they did. They did. Everyone managed to laugh it off. And yeah, I, I, was, I was proud of my family. The ones who would have got really offended managed to not see it. And the ones who... Uh, the ones who were calling about it, I just found it hilarious. 
did exactly that. Just saw it and just laughed it off. And it was good. It was, it was one of those tragic moments that, if anything, I think because of just the state we're in at the moment, everyone just found it as a bit of light relief that someone posted some hardcore porn into, <laughs> into the family WhatsApp. I mean, oh dear. Like, the, one of the redeeming features was the porn was good. Yeah, like, it was good. It, it wasn't a mad one. Like, it wasn't Chinese midgets. It, you know what I mean? It wasn't nuts. It wasn't anything crazy or too far left. It was just so. It was just oh, okay. You, you're, you're a pervert, but you're not a goddamn pervert. <laughs> you're you're a reg you're a regular pervert. That's fine. All right, let's get into dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre, I walked in on my wife having sex with our neighbour. Jesus, dear Deirdre, I walked in on my wife while she was having sex with our neighbour. Yes, I had my suspicions. Something wasn't right, but nothing prepared me for what I saw. We have been married for 19 years and I thought we were both happy. Back in February, I returned home earlier than normal after a meeting was cancelled. I mean, I get the affair thing, you know, from your marriage and you're not, you're not happy and... And, so, oh, just, and just the neighbour, it's, like, it's very cliche, isn't it? But it's a very small pool you've picked from. I mean, I guess you you guess you fall in love anywhere, so I guess you can also have an affair anywhere. But I mean, shitting on your doorstep, literally. You know, shitting on your doorstep. Like, what what do you do? Where? How do you? Uh, how do you even lie about that? How do you get around that? Because you're not going to drive to your neighbours. So the house is outside. Where you been? Oh, just uh, wait for, why don't you pick up your phone then? Because you ain't like, going to be walking around without your headphones in. It's just like, what, what? I don't even get how you cover it up. Anyway, um, so back, uh, back in February, I returned home earlier than normal. After a meeting was cancelled to find my neighbour walking out of our back door. Jesus. My wife said that his water was off and he was checking if ours was too. Although her explanation was plausible, she was oddly nervous. Our neighbour moved in five years ago after divorcing his wife. He is for so right, he's divorced his wife. That means that he's got a free yard. Why don't you go to his house? Why didn't the wife go to that guy's house who lives by himself? You see how people are just mad. Um, he's forty-seven. My wife is forty-eight, and I'm fifty-two. We both welcomed him, and he visited regularly for meals. Nope, nope. You're a sucker fool. You're a sucker for... You see, this is what happens, right? When people try to play it too cool, too calm and stuff. Like, I'm not a jealous person. I'm not a suspicious person. But because of that, I now have to kind of double guess myself to not end up in stupid situations. Yeah? Like, because my intentions are cool, it doesn't mean the other person's intentions are cool. So I've had to almost fight against my own nature and actually have a think about things. You know what I mean? Like, say if I was giving a woman a lift home after a gig... Yeah, I wouldn't do that now because it's like, although I know I'm not going to do anything. I'm not, I'm not going to try anything. I don't know what she's got in her mind. And I don't know. And then what does it look like when she's getting in my car and I'm driving the opposite direction to where I live? And now I'm coming home and now I've got kind of a whiff of perfume on me because this woman's been in my car for like a 15 minute journey. It's like, you don't need distress. 
So it's just like, I, I'm, nah, sorry. <laughs> Even though you're on the way to my house, no. Now, maybe if you're, you're accompanying a guy that I know, then yeah, sure, you lot can come in the car. That's different. So with this thing, a single guy, no. We're not having single neighbour threads. Why? Why are we doing this? It's just long. Nope, no, no. Couple neighbour friends only. That's it. It's all we're having. Oh, single neighbour friends. Having big old house parties. Going, yeah, man, I've got all the cocaine to come round. Just help yourself. No. No. That's not how we're partying. We brought a nice bottle of slur. Calm it down. Anyway, um, he visited regularly for meals. I even took him to the pub and introduced him to some of my pals. Obviously, when the pandemic arrived, we stopped inviting him inside our home. My wife works from home now, and so does he. Then in March, I arrived home early again, and this time I found my wife in a silk dressing gown making our bed. She said she had felt ill, so had a lion. Her cheeks were flush, and again, she seemed oddly on edge. Yeah, suspicions just rising. I decided to spy my wife. A couple of weeks later, I took the day off, but went through the motions of going to work as normal. Then parked nearby and hid behind my shed. Jesus. You know, at these moments, yeah, if you're not proven right, you must feel like a fucking maniac. Like, once you're at that stage where you're hiding in your own shed, you're faking going to work, you now need to be proved right. Because you can't stop. You know, it's like when you start going through someone's phone. I need to find that fucking text message. I need to find that WhatsApp. I will find it. I'll find that DM. I have to find it. I've started looking because if I don't find it, what does that say about me? It says that I'm a distrusting, uh, paranoid psycho. And I don't want that to be true. So the only way that cannot be true is if I find the evidence I'm looking for. So when you're hiding in your own fucking shed... <laughs> You're like, I need to see this guy come round. Um, as I spoke my wife, uh, she said, hi, my Two hours later, my neighbour appeared at the back door and my wife let him in with a knowing smile. He left in 15 minutes. I left it 15 minutes, then went in, my heart racing, approaching our bedroom door. From the loud groans, there was no mistake what was going on. I walked in to witness them having sex. The rest is a blur, as I know, uh, and all I know is I threw our neighbour out and then went for a long walk. My wife has admitted the affair was going on for six months. She says she's sorry. She took me for granted and was bored. We want to try again, but I'm struggling. We've tried to have sex since, but I can't even get an erection. Where do I go from here? Of course you can't. Because you're not one of those weird guys that only oh, no, to see my wife have sex with another man and I don't know who to pick for the threesome. You're not that guy. You're a normal guy. You know what I mean? You obviously love your wife because you spent your time bloody hiding in your own shed. You psycho. But, uh, yeah, how do you go forward from here? I don't know. I don't know how you go forward from that. Um, especially if you can't get a boner. Because if she's stopping having an affair to try with you, and obviously that affair sex would have been probably good sex. And you can't get a bonus. She might just have to go back. She might have to be like, look, we tried and it's not working. So, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. You, you guys got to talk it out properly. And um, 
but I, I mean, yeah. Do you, do you want to be together? Get, go see some counselling. I mean, you don't have another neighbour to go back. Bet all your female neighbours are hideous. Can't even revenge cheat. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. All right, next one. Uh, trust test. My boyfriend's so worried I'll cheat again. Jesus, all the cheating ladies. My boyfriend's so worried I'll cheat again. He uses a webcam to check on me. Um, I have a webcam set up in my bedroom, not for not not for doing naughty things, but so my boyfriend can check I am asleep when I say I am. Whoa! So you just go out and bang in it. You just bang in the next bedroom. Uh, I know it sounds a little bit. And what happens if you actually generally just fall asleep on your sofa? He's a worthy burn. So I was downstairs. I mean, I don't know. Uh, not for doing naughty things, but so that my boyfriend could check I am asleep when I say I am. I know it sounds a little bit much, but I've cheated on him plenty of times. <laughs> How casual. I know it sounds a bit much, but I've cheated on him plenty of times and destroyed his trust. So this is the only way he can start believing me again. Listen, if you've cheated that many times, you'll find a way to cheat, even with that camera on. You'll do some kind of freeze frame. Have you looking like you're in the bed? You just find some IT person. How do you fix this camera so it looks like I'm just in bed? And I could just duck out. He's also banned me from social media, except for Snapchat, as I only have him and my family on there. But we've been together for seven years. I'm 27, he's 28. Look, you're not made for a relationship. At least with this guy. Like, just stop it. Stop the relationship now. You're not, you're not built for one. Just end it. I want us to move in together and get married even, but he hasn't told his family about me. Um, he says they're very religious and wouldn't approve of me. He doesn't approve of you. You don't approve of you. End the thing. Um, he mostly uses Snapchat to check what I'm wearing and that I'm where I say I am. How can I reassure him I could be trusted? You can't. Move on. He's done. Um... Right. It will. Okay, this is a good one. No kidding. Will my girlfriend dump me if I admit that I don't want kids? But you've got to tell her now. If this is something that she really wants, then don't waste her time. Don't, don't get married and then go, then have this conversation. This is a conversation that needs to be had from early. I just find it weird, you know, and and if you if you want to have these chats from early and the other person doesn't, then that person isn't the person for you. If they they're not comfortable having conversations, because it's not even a difficult conversation; it's a regular conversation. So if they can't have that conversation, then what else can't they talk about? It's just longing out your life. Anyway, um, the thought of having children does nothing for me. I'm still young and everyone says I will change as I get older, but I know in my heart I will never want them. Oh, fair enough. I'm, you're 24. But, you know, you might know. I mean, I knew it tw- before 24 if I had, you know, deep down in my heart whether I wanted kids or not. I mean, I, f- I think I've always wanted kids, so I'll say, you know. Um, we have only been together for two months and that conversation hasn't come up as yet. I don't know whether I should preempt it and let her know babies will never be on the cards 
or should I leave it until she brings it up? You say babies never be on the cards. Check this. Do you wear a condom? Why don't you get a vasectomy? How much are you in a bet? How much are you in a bet that he doesn't wear a condom or he hasn't got a vasectomy? He's there shooting up the club. Shooting it up. Yeah? How much are you in a bet? Let's see. Um, I'm worried she'll dump me as soon as she learns I don't want children. Women just love babies, don't they? Maybe not. I've met a, woman, I've met a few women who didn't want kids. So you might be all here stressing yourself out, giving yourself a bloody ulcer, having a bloody tumour grow inside you because you're bottling all distress. And she's going to go, oh my God, I thought you were never going to say, I don't want kids either. And then you're going to both be like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then you'll be great. So yeah, just say it. But if she goes, you say you don't want children, she goes, oh, but will that change? And you can see in her eyes, this is going to be a deal breaker. Do not bottle it. Do not go, I mean, it could bother me, James. No, no. Um, but I look at children as and see too much commitment and expense. I like having my freedom. I don't want to be tied down by financial constraints. I mean, if you see children like that, then yeah, of course, don't have any. They are just a liability. But they may be an investment. If you raise them well enough, then, you know, you get a kid who ends up being mega rich. That's my retirement plan. <laughs> To get the kids good at something. Lucrative. Get really good. Really good. Be a pushy dad. But for like. Not for anything cool like piano and stuff. They become like the world's best pianist. No, no, no. Just any job they're doing. If they work in a factory. Just like pushy dad. That's it. Press the buttons. Press the buttons. (laughs) You're going to be the top. Make me rich. Um, yeah, but you just got to say to her, man, just get that shit out early. Get out early. And then, like I said, she might say the same thing. Then you're winning, right? So just get it out there. Anyway, I think that's the end of the pod. Um, I can't see anything else. Right, though, no, I've got to go ahead to uh, my Mars. All right, people? Um, yeah, not gigging this week. Next week, follow me, 4th, 4th of June. When I'll be back in Lewisham. I think all the tickets might be sold out. And then the 5th of June, I'll be at Vauxhall. And then the 6th of June, I mean, then later on, so 5th of June afternoon, bottomless brunch, I'll be in Vauxhall. And then on the 6th, I'll be uh, down in Surbiton. No, I'm lying. 5th evening. So let's start again. All right. Friday the 4th, Lewisham. Afternoon of the 5th, Vauxhall. Evening of the 5th, Surbiton. Evening of the sixth, uh, Hackney. Right, that's where I'll be. I might be driving to. Oh, I might try to drive to Hackney. I know it's a shit parking. It's pissing me off just thinking about it now. All right, people, that is the end of the pod. Peace.